What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode eight of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. I am going to spend a majority of today's show answering your questions in the mailbag segment, but I do have to talk about what will probably end up being the craziest game of the spring for the Detroit Tigers. They won yesterday against the Yankees 15-11. to They hit nine home runs yesterday, which is insane. Now, the wind was carrying like crazy. Probably was the main culprit behind some of those home runs, but several of them are worth talking about, uh, along with several of the pitching performances. Casey Mize, Alex Fiedo, and Matt Manning all pitched yesterday. I'm going to talk about them in a second, but I'm going to start with the offensive performance. Garrett Cole pitched for the New York Yankees. Now, Garrett Cole, for the last... 10 months or so has been the baddest dude on the planet. I mean, amazing for the Astros a season ago, finishing second for the Cy Young. Would have won it in most seasons, and probably his last 20 starts or so, there was no pitcher in baseball who was more dominant. And look, spring training performance, can't take much out of it. The stuff is still there. Garrett Cole is going to be a, a remarkable piece for the New York Yankees going forward. But the Tigers had his number yesterday. Both Travis Demerit and Miguel Cabrera hit two home runs. Travis Demerit is hitting like a guy who wants to be an everyday starter for this baseball team. Now, will he be? That's to be determined. It looks like Kim, Reyes, and Stewart are all kind of fighting for a spot right now. Maben as well going to be platooning in that outfield. I think the only guy I think who you can comfortably say is going to have a spot in that outfield right now is going to be Jacoby Jones when you look at the year he had last year. I think he's probably the only guy you can comfortably fit into that lineup going forward. Everybody else is kind of up for grabs, but Travis Demerit, two home runs yesterday, really hitting the ball well, a 308 average and a 1540 OPS in spring training so far. So good for him. And I th- I do, as much as he struggled at points last year, he, I think, has more upside than Victor Reyes. I know the Tigers probably won't agree with me on that. The Tigers love Victor Reyes, but I think the merit ceiling is probably much higher. Miguel Cabrera had two home runs yesterday. Now, one of them was admittedly a bit wind-aided out to center field, but the first one he hit on a 96-mile-per-hour fastball by Garrett Cole was really impressive, and Miggy struggled a bit last year at uh, picking up those uh, high heaters, and Look, I'm I'm trying not to get my hopes too high for Miguel Cabrera going forward, but I will say this. He looks, just physically, the best he's looked in years. That's undeniable. I think we kind of knew that coming into spring training. It was highly publicized. We talk about, talked about it on my first show, how he'd lost weight. But the swing looks much better. And the swing you got out of him on the first home run against Cole was classic Miggy. Miguel Cabrera, what made him so amazing, one of the many reasons why he was so amazing in his prime was the fact that Miguel Cabrera's never had a violent swing. Miguel Cabrera always had this easy swing, these quick hands, and was just able to pummel the baseball. And that's what it looked like yesterday on that first home run against Cole. Impressive stuff for him. I I think if there's ever going to be a time where he's going to quote-unquote, turn it around or return even close to being the player that he was for a long time there, this is going to be the year to do it. Now, another intriguing element of yesterday's game were the pitching performances. Casey Mize started for the Tigers, two innings, scoreless ball, one walk, struck out two, faced the minimum as the Tigers turned to 5-4-3 double play in the second inning. Kid looks great, man. I, I, I know there's some debate about who the best pitcher in this farm system is right now. You know, you can talk about Manning having probably the highest ceiling. Scooball has the strikeout stuff. But to me, Casey Mize 
could pitch at Comerica Park tomorrow. I I think would he be super successful? I don't know, and that work. That's why we're gonna have him marinate a little bit, probably in AAA for the time being to start the season. But he is so close, and, and what I what I like about him so much is that unlike so many, unlike most minor league pitchers, including somebody like Matt Manning, who I like a lot, but and we're gonna talk about here in a second, Casey Mize has already advanced beyond the thrower stage and has become a pitcher. His stuff is phenomenal, but I think as a pitcher, he's so smart. He strikes me as a very cerebral type of guy, very analytical guy, which I I very much appreciate. And what I think is going to be a big reason for his success going forward is that I don't think there's such thing as a fastball count with Casey Mize. You know, a lot of these young pitchers, they become so reliant on their heaters. And hey, I can't blame them. If they got you know upper 90s, close to triple digits fastballs, I can't blame them for constantly going back to it. But I think when you get into a 2-0, 3-1 count against Casey Mize, you have to respect all of his pitches because he can throw them all for strikes. He can get ahead with all of them. And you saw that up yesterday. You know, he was getting behind in some counts, missing a little bit with his fastball, not by much, nothing, definitely nothing to be concerned about. But he was still able to get outs with his other pitches and with the fastball. Got two strikeouts, one on a, on a phenomenal cutter on a 3-2 pitch, and the other one on a breaking ball that was, that was just spectacular. He looks awesome. I mean, it's so much to be excited about with this kid. Good head on his shoulders, great demeanor on the mound. Really no hard contact to speak of yesterday. If this guy stays healthy, he's going to be so special here, and he's going to be very good really soon. I, I, the day he makes his first start in the major leagues is going to be one of the highlights of my year this year. I really like watching this guy pitch. He has such a bright future. Alex Fajardo pitched yesterday as well, got roughed up a little bit, uh, two-thirds of an inning, two hits, two runs, both of them earned, two walks, and two strikeouts. Look, the stuff is great with Alex Fajardo. I mean, it's even better than I remember at Florida, especially with the development of that changeup. Looks really solid. He's going to be a frustrating pitcher here going forward, and I think he'll probably, between Mize, Manning, Scooball and him will be the last one to pitch in the major league simply because, and we've talked about it before, his inability sometimes to repeat his delivery and his mechanics being a bit off. I got roughed up a little bit yesterday, but honestly, I'm not super concerned. It's the same with Matt Manning, who I'm about to talk about. As long as the stuff is there, I think he's going to be fine. He is still... As much as much as we want to see these guys in Comerica real soon, he's still a minor league pitcher, and he got roughed up a little bit yesterday going up against major league guys. I'm actually not very worried. I think his stuff is fine. Just got to worry on cleaning up the mechanics. He'll be all right. Matt Manning also pitched yesterday, got roughed up in two innings, four hits, four earned runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. Did get the win, which shows how meaningless that stat has become in today's uh, day and age of baseball, but... The stuff was phenomenal. Hit 100 miles per hour with the fastball. I think what I talked about with Mize about how there's no such thing as a fastball count with him, I think it's a little bit of the opposite with Matt Manning. I think he gets a little bit too reliant on that heater sometimes, and it led to some really hard contact yesterday. Still needs to work on that changeup as well. I know that's going to be an important pitch for him going forward. Like I said, the stuff is great, though. The stuff is great. The stuff yesterday for Matt Manning was much better than I've seen it uh, so far in spring. He'll be all right. It's it is frustrating. You want to see these guys putting up blanks. You want to see them putting up zeros. 
but it's spring training, and Matt Manning is still really young. He's going to be very good here. I have very little doubt about that. He is still probably the rawest of the pitchers we've talked about so far, but he also has the highest ceiling. He'll be very good. Struggled yesterday with some hard contact. Got behind in counts, which led to some very predictable fastball counts, and he threw that fastball, and it got pounded. With that said, his second inning of work was phenomenal. Got roughed up there in the first through a scoreless frame in his following inning. So not a whole lot to be concerned about. Honestly, at this point, as as much as these guys get roughed up, like with as bad as this team is, it's just enjoyable to watch these guys pitch. Like you just get these small glimpses of hopefully what the future is going to be with this organization. And it is exciting. All right, when I get back, I finally am going to answer your questions in the mailbag segment. I did intend for this to be a full mailbag show, but yesterday's game was a chock full of content, which is phenomenal because this week I feel like at points I've struggled to come up, come up with stuff to talk about. Uh, not this game. So thankfully there was a lot going on for me to cover. And when we get back here in a second, I am going to answer your questions. All right, we're back. Now we're going to be answering some of your questions. Thank you to those who sent these questions to me for the mailbag. So I'm going to be starting off with a question from Kalamazoo Whammer. Is Gardy the right manager long-term? You know, that's a solid question. I've gone back and forth with Garden Hire. I understand why he's there. You know, with the team tanking, I think he's done a fairly solid job of keeping the clubhouse fairly cohesive. I mean, in the Osmus era, as you heard, it seemed like every week there was a story about you know, guys bickering with each other, tons of miscommunication. The fact that this team lost 114 games last year and you didn't hear much at all about infighting, I think speaks a little bit to the type of guy and the type of clubhouse that Rod Gardenhire is able to maintain. So I give him credit for that. I, I take nothing out of the, his job here in two years. Like, and it's it's not against him. I've said this before. He's trying to play chess with a board full of missing pieces. Like a, a good manager can make a really good team great, but no manager, no matter how good they are, can make a bad team good and make no mistake about it. This team is not good. So these two years here with him as manager have been kind of a wash in terms of how you evaluate his skills managerially. I think it wouldn't shock me at all to see the Tigers part ways with him after this year. He's been a placeholder guy, essentially. And I think that's kind of unfair to him, but I also think he knew what he was getting into here. I think going forward after this season or maybe after next season, look, A.J. Hinch is going to be available. He does have a bit of a past here, played here. And I know there's going to be baggage that comes along with that. And I know people are still really mad at the Astros, and they should be. I haven't really talked about that talked about that yet on this podcast, though I will at some point. But A.J. Hinch can manage a baseball team. He is a very good manager. And the idea of getting somebody like that to manage a, a young team, which is what he had when he took over with the Astros, is very enticing to me. So Gardenhire long-term, do I think he's the guy? Probably not, but right now it doesn't matter. There's nobody that, you could put Terry Francona Francona in charge of this team. It wouldn't make a difference. They're still losing the hundred plus games. Good question. All right. This one from Brian for the pod. If our young pitching prospects pitch well enough during spring training, should they start the season on the Tigers or is it better to keep them all in triple A? None of these guys are going to start the season with the Tigers. And look, if, if something changes, I'll be the first to admit it. I'll be happy to admit that I was wrong. But I think this rotation, for the most part, is pretty much set in stone. Norris, Boyd, Turnbull, Zimmerman, Nova, those are your five 
for this upcoming season. Now that will change at some point. You would you would think maybe possibly Matt Boyd gets traded. Someone will get injured at some point, and then you have Zimmerman who, in the last year of this deal, which you talked about a couple of days ago, may get cut at some point depending on how poorly he pitches. But hey, look, there is. I would put it at a. I'll put it at a five percent chance. Let's say Jordan Zimmerman just gets rocked the rest of spring training. The Tigers might be forced to do what they did with Mike Pelfrey in at the beginning of 2017 and just say, look, cut your losses. Let's get him out of here. Let's have Mize or Manning or Scooball start the season at the major leagues and see what they can do. I don't think the, the Padres had much intention of having Chris Paddock start the season last year with the Major League Ball Club, but he pitched so well in spring training and they didn't have any other options that he started the year with them and had a pretty darn good rookie season. Very good rookie season. I like Chris Paddock quite a lot as a pitcher. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I would say it's highly unlikely right now that we're going to see any one of those guys start this season on the Major League roster. All right, we got one more question here. This one coming in from Zeus. Zeus, the god of lightning, has summoned upon me a question. Thank you, Zeus. He asks, I know it's spring training, but after today, you think the Tigers' headspace will be good going into the season with the hope of attracting great momentum? I brought this up a little bit, you know, two questions ago with Guardy. I think this team in general, I actually do give them a lot of credit for one thing, and that's that the effort has clearly been there. Now, we've had guys, and not to harp on this, but in the Auspice era, in 2015, and in 2017, you had guys who were on last place teams who very clearly quit. Ian Kinsler said in 2017, and I love Kinsey, he's one of my all-time favorite Tigers, but said in 2017, yeah, it was hard for me to put together a full effort because the team stunk. I mean, that's the type of stuff you just don't want to see in any major league clubhouse. And as bad as this team was last year, and as much as, yes, admittedly, near the end of the year, I was rooting for them to wrap up that number one pick, you can't tell these guys not to try. And I I do think, for the most part, in terms of headspace, which is the, the term that Mr. Zeus uses here, I think in terms of headspace, I think they're in pretty good shape. The one thing I think this team will need a bit going forward is, is a vocal leader. I think the last two years, Nick Castellanos, who was highly criticized in his time here, and I think a lot of it justified. He was a frustrating player, very good player, but but a frustrating one, did become the vocal leader in that clubhouse. You don't really know who that guy's going to be this year. You know, could be Miggy, could be Boyd. You have several guys who've been here for a few years now. But besides that, I mean, that's, that's a question that's up in the air, but I, I don't think it's that huge of an issue. I think they're in a good frame of mind right now. I think for the most part, the team, things are loose. And a lot of times articles about like that bother me, you know, you get articles like, oh, they're playing music at spring training. What does it mean? What does it mean? It's, I don't know, it means nothing. It means they're trying to have a good time. But hey, look, when you lose 114 games, sometimes it's impossible to have a good time. So I appreciate the fact that this team has stayed remarkably loose considering the the awful circumstances surrounding them. I think mentally, they're not a, a, a weak team. Now, from a talent perspective and pitching and all the all the other intangibles that go into making a good major league team, uh, they're weak in almost every other area. But, look, the, it takes a mental toll on all these guys, I'm sure, the fact that they, that they were a part of one of the worst major league baseball teams of all time last year. Like, like they aren't robots. 
as much as even idiots like me will will uh, will rip them sometimes. Even I'm aware of the fact that these guys have lives, and I'm sure it takes a toll on these guys having to hear the constant barrage of criticism that's thrown their way. And I think for the most part, they've handled all of it with with tremendous ease and class. And I hope they'll continue to this season because eventually, days will be brighter here. Might not be this year. It won't be this year. Probably won't be the year after. But one day, things will be brighter. And I hope. The, the several guys who will be on those teams when this team is competitive again will be able to to reap the rewards of their patience going forward. And so that will do it for this week's mailbag segment, and that will do it for this week of podcasts here at Locked on Tigers. Now, I didn't if I didn't get to your question, doesn't mean I didn't read it. I have a few backlogged, and I got a few good ones that I will plan on getting to at some point. If not early next week, I'll get to it on Friday for the mailbag segment. So please stick around for that and don't get discouraged. I read them all. I read all the questions. I appreciate all of them very much. Now you can follow me personally on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter as well. That's at LockedOnTigers. And if you have any questions for the pod as well, you can email them to LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And we are available on Apple Podcasts as well. If you feel so inclined, please go on to iTunes and give us uh, a friendly rating and a nice review. That would be much appreciated. Thank you again for listening, guys. This was an interesting week of podcasts for sure. I appreciate all of you. It means the world to hear your feedback, positive or negative. Uh, This is all very humbling. So thanks again for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your day. And go Tigers.